Welcome to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders, hosted by Cheryl Toth and Mike Sakopoulos, and produced by the American Association for Physician Leadership. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Tothy, we've got full court press on leadership today. Mm-hmm. We've got Dr. Ash Oakley in the house, so to speak, and he has a wealth of ideas and tangible strategies for our listeners. Yes, he does. Dr. Gokley was an incredibly inspiring interview for me, Mike. Uh, He's truly a student of leadership. And, you know, from listening to him talk about how he starts his day at um, the vision board to how he blocks out time for on his calendar, I mean, actually schedules time for thinking and processing Mm. and, and, you know, strategic thinking to all the secrets he shared for um, how he inspires his people and, and how he lights their internal fire. I just really found him to be a compassionate and highly focused leader. Well, Tothi, you also talked to him about how young physicians, and really physicians of, of any age, right, can create a career path for themselves. And he has some great ideas and advice on that uh, topic as well. Yeah, he really does. And he, he's got some interesting ways of looking at things. And I like his idea of how he talks about leadership as being able to make magic happen. Um, that really resonated with me because he, he'll, as you'll hear in the interview, he kind of weaves in inspiration and um, uh, imagination. You, you know, I love that famous quote by Albert Einstein that imagination is more important than knowledge. So mm-hmm. I, I really do think, I mean, that, that's what he sort of embodies that, that feeling in his leadership. So uh, you'll hear more about that um, and what that means by listening. Tothi, let's do this. But first, we've got to do word of the show. All right. And I got to tell you, Tothi, I'm springboarding off of your idea from our last episode of choosing fun words. Oh, good. You came out of the gate in 2020 with bum fuzzle. <laughs> Quality work there. Oh, yes. Bum fuzzle to confuse or fluster. See, Perfect. I remember. I remember the definition. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this week I have cattywampus. Oh. And according to Merriam-Webster, this <laughs> word sounds like the kind of folksy thing that um, Abraham Lincoln might have said. Mm-hmm. And certainly it's from his era in the 1830s. When used as an adjective, cattywampus means askew or awry, positioned diagonally catty-cornered. As an adverb, it means diagonally or obliquely. Mike, I like this word so much, and I know this word because I heard it a lot growing up, and I always loved it. My family used it in the definition that you mentioned about like when things went awry, when things got all goofed up, they would say, everything's going all cattywampus. So we use that. There's there's certainly worse ways of describing things, Tothi, but there you go. (laughs) So you're already an expert with the uh, use of this word. Yes. Yes, I am. And so that our episode today does not get all cattywampus on us, let's just get right to my interview with Dr. Gokley, shall we? Absolutely. Let's go. I'm here with Dr. Ash Gokley, Chief Medical Officer for the Sutter Health Valley area. And uh, Dr. Gokley, we are so happy that you're here. You're a board member with the American Association for Physician Leadership, and you've taken time to spend with us today. So thanks for being here on Sound Practice. Oh, thank you. And it's my pleasure and a privilege. 
Great. Well, we're going to talk about leadership today. And uh, for the folks listening, I want to just tell them a little bit about you, Dr. Gokley. You have a, a job at Sutter Health Valley area, as I mentioned, and your responsibilities include the oversight of 10 Sutter Acute Care Facilities, as well as Sutter Medical Foundation and Sutter Gould Medical Foundation. Your uh, leadership tenure is not just at Sutter, but you've spent the last 25 years um, as a leader in emergency medicine, and you were chief medical officer for 12 years at St. Mary Mercy Hospital, Trinity Health in Michigan, and uh, you also served as the CEO of Memorial Hospital in Los Banos Sutter Health for two years. So, oh, and you're board certified in internal medicine and emergency medicine, right? Yes. So uh, that's quite a pedigree. And I thought I'd start by just asking you, what's a day in the life like for you, Dr. Gokli? So first of all, thank you for uh, inviting me today. It's really a privilege. I consider myself an avid student of uh, leadership. And I'm very blessed that I get to be a leader for a large organization, mm-hmm. Sutter Health. Mm-hmm. And I can help create the future of healthcare and make a difference in the health of our communities that we serve. So, a day in my life, uh, it's very different every day. Mm-hmm. But I start the day spending time with my team at the visibility wall. And at the visibility wall, we have the main projects that I'm involved in, hmm. in creating the future. And we look at uh, the status of each of the projects and make sure that we are on course or something that needs to be done to make sure that we are focused on the true north. Having done that, then I would spend time with my assistant on the calendar for the day, Mm -hmm. review some meetings that those are coming up. And then a lot of times my day is spent in meetings. So at uh, the meetings would be system level meetings, Uh, Those are not my meetings, but I'm contributing to uh, those meetings as a team member. Then there are my my meetings with my hospitals and ambulatory physician groups, nursing groups, and administrators. And then there are meetings, one-on-one meetings with my reports. So a lot of my time is spent in meetings during Mm -hmm. the day. But I try to walk away from meetings with what are my action items and Mm -hmm. deliverables. So after every meeting, I try to keep some time for debriefing with myself in terms of what I need to do and what really was the uh, essence of the meeting that would help advance our mission. I also try to, it's not every day, but in a week, I would uh, try to have about 10 hours for thinking mm-hmm. and strategy. So with my immediate team, I would also have sessions. And thinking is very important to me as a leader because that is where we create the future mm-hmm. strategy. So uh, I, I, we do invest a lot of time in that. We also, when I talked about the visibility wall, we talk about uh, leading measures or process measures that ultimately lead to the outcomes that we are looking for. So are we hitting on those process measures? And lean language is the leading measures. So we spend a lot of time uh, making sure that we are hitting 
the milestones that we set out to achieve. Let me let me uh, ask you about that visibility wall. Is this actually a wall in your office or in a conference room? And this is every day people check in and look at this. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's physical. It's a physical wall. Sutter right? Health is a lean organization, mm-hmm. and I'm certified uh, as a lean uh, physician executive. Mm-hmm. So in my office, I used to have uh, picture frames. I love mountains. I would have Mount Everest and other mountain picture frames. Those are gone now. And I have a maybe 60 by 90 whiteboard. And that board has uh, stickies and it has a uh, uh, list of all the projects going on, timeline, uh, red, yellow, or green uh, in terms of are we achieving the milestones or not. Mm-hmm. And if we are, this is good. And if we are not, then what are the countermeasures? What are we going to do about it? Okay. And who is going to do what by when? So that creates the accountability. So that visibility wall tells me at a glance how I'm doing to the things that I need to do. Those are my true north projects. Mm-hmm. That's going to take me to my goal. Well, I like that, and I like that you come together each day. You've got something visual, and you're following. Obviously, you, you're schooled and lean. I also in, uh, am interested in this. What you said that you, the thinking time, and that's what I feel like. So many physicians, where can I find that time? You're saying you're baking in this time to debrief after a meeting, to think about things, and and have your actions and your takeaways. How did you carve that time out? Like, how do you make time a priority for yourself? as a leader? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And there is no easy answer because meetings eat up all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're not careful, the calendar gets filled up. So every week on my calendar, my assistant knows that I need 12 hours of block time. Sometimes I would tell her I want the whole day blocked. Mm -hmm. Or she knows to block three half days. And on the calendar, the, the nothing can be scheduled on those days. Sometimes I have to give up those blocks. But most of the times, I think they do stay intact. And then I have a couple of uh, other leaders that are on my team. And we go into full-day strategy sessions. And sometimes people laugh about, you need another strategy session. But personally, I believe that is where the future is created. There are four steps to being successful in my mind. You start out with a vision. Based on the vision, you come up with the strategy and tactics, and then you have to execute on those strategies and tactics tactics successfully. And then you need to have measurement system that tells you that you are really achieving the goals that you set for yourself. Okay. So vision to strategy to execution and measurement of results. I think the most difficult part, of course, is still, in my opinion, execution. Yeah. Because the answers are all out there. But good leaders are able to execute versus uh, not. Yeah. Well, and let's, um, let's switch over to that a little bit and talk about good leaders and execution being important. What would you say are some of the characteristics in addition to being able to execute that a good leader needs? I mean, what kinds of things should they bring to the table? Uh, That's a great question. And I'm a student of leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had uh, formal education, experiential learnings. I always try to learn from 
my mistakes, and I make still make mistakes all the time. I've had executive uh, coaches uh, pretty much all my career. Mm-hmm. So I believe that a good leader surrounds himself or herself uh, with a great team. And if you are surrounded by good people, and then you use inspirational uh, leadership, mm-hmm. you light the fire in your team, and then you remove barriers for them. Then you empower them. Uh, then I like to use this word a lot. Then magic happens. Oh, I love that. What? And, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, what is inspirational leadership? What do you What do you mean by that? So inspirational leadership. Uh, would be creating a vision of the future and selling the vision, and which starts with the why. And for me, it's always the why. Why do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. And for me as a physician leader, the why for me is, uh, and these are my personal whys, is uh, be the best I can be, uh, excellence, heal the body, the mind, and the spirit, make a difference in the communities, uh, make a difference in the health of the patients and the communities that we serve. So those are the whys. So based on those whys, if we create a vision and we share that and sell it to the uh, team, the team would buy into this because everybody goes into healthcare uh, to make a difference. And if you touch uh, their core and help them understand the whys, then it becomes a lot easier as opposed to selling a task that we are going to achieve something. So you're kind of getting behind what's really driving them. And what would you say to physician leaders out there who are wanting to inspire their teams or instill some of these things like getting people to understand their why? How do you do that in an organization? How, how have you worked with your team to get to that place? I think I start a lot of meetings with uh, the why. And then I go to from why I go to how. Mm-hmm. And the how for me is uh, integrity, honesty, collaboration, teamwork, empathy, being open-minded, mm-hmm. uh, being loving and compassionate, and being uh, uh, curious about things. So that's the how. And then once the whys are clear, then the hows are already known by the team, saying this is how we work. So that question doesn't come up in terms of are we going to steer away from integrity? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be compassionate all the time? Yes. Are we going to celebrate mistakes? Yes. And then we talk about what it is that we are going to do. And in the what, we talk about the actual milestones, the tactics, the task, and the measurement system, the execution and then the measurement system. But I think if you light the fire Mm -hmm. amongst your team members with the why, and that creates a passion, that creates an energy, and I like to say this, but I've experienced this so many times, two plus two becomes 22, and magic happens. Magic, that's the word I like to use a lot, because literally what would be impossible suddenly becomes possible. 
That's a, I just really appreciate that perspective because it, it brings in, in an imagination quality, I think, to conversations that people think bigger. And clearly, listening to you, you're inspiring your team to think bigger and broader and you know across possibilities. You also mentioned this celebrating mistakes, which in healthcare, I know, you know we've there's a lot of conversation around this, and it's a, people say it's different because it's healthcare, and you know mistakes are looked at differently. But in a leadership role, you've you've got to learn from those mistakes. I've heard you mention it a few times. So, how would you advise physicians out there who to embrace mistakes with their teams, and how they do that in a way that's compassionate with integrity? You know all the things you mentioned, and still right, learn. Right. I also believe in science of high reliability. So I think as it pertains to physicians, when you are do, doing some surgery or you are treating your patients, there is not that much room to make mistakes. So that's where the science of high reliability, standard work, checklists, and those type of things come into play. In leadership roles, you are making decisions based on incomplete information just about all the times. So you make your best decision based on the information available and give it your best shot. And if it does not work, then you at least know that don't go there again. That did not work. And these were the reasons that it didn't work. If those reasons are fixable, you fix those reasons and stay course. And if the direction proves to be the wrong direction, then you change course and try something different. Mm -hmm. So there are three things people do, right? Inaction is the absolute worst. Action in the wrong direction tells you what not to do and puts you in the right direction. So that's kind of how like I, a wall I like that <laughs> you turn the other. Yeah. You got to turn back. <laughs> but shying away from acting because you're not sure and indecisiveness slows down progress. So a good leader is able to make decisions based on the best judgment. Uh, on the available information as opposed to inaction. That's great. How would you advise those physicians, especially younger physicians, who'd like to create a path toward C-suite leadership, chief medical officer, CEO, COO, because I know that you're big on having physicians in those roles and helping transform healthcare. Where should they start? How would you advise that they kind of guide their career path? Any thoughts? Physicians are very intelligent and smart people. But sometimes that works to their disadvantage because sometimes they feel like they have easy answers to complex problems when they don't. Treating patients is a one-on-one activity Mm -hmm. where the physician is the captain of the ship. What he or she says usually goes. But leadership is all about teamwork, collaboration, give and take, making compromises, and you are not the captain. And unlike uh, practice of medicine where there is instant gratification, in leadership there is delayed gratification at best. Mm -hmm. But when that gratification comes, it's manifold larger, bigger, and uh, much more gratifying because you're making a difference on a much larger scale. So physicians uh, are key to transforming healthcare, Mm -hmm. creating the future. Physicians are intelligent. If they get the leadership skills that they need to get, combine that with their clinical knowledge. I think that puts them in a very powerful place to help create that magic that I talk about Mm -hmm. in terms of creating the future of healthcare. 
And in my opinion, future of healthcare is creating value. Creating value is high quality, safe care in an affordable manner. So it's about quality and safety, efficiency, service, access, and coordination. Everything at an affordable price. Yeah. So cost is important too. So creating processes, creating structures, transformation, innovation to create the future of healthcare. So your question was, how can physicians uh, get there? Yeah, get started. And where, do you, where, yeah. where do you get started, right? So being a physician is good, you know the clinical side. But don't take it for granted that you know the leadership skills. You need those skills in your bag. And there are content leadership skills, and then there are soft leadership skills. And the content leadership skills are the quality, science of reliability, health law, ethics, compliance, management of physician performance, how to run meetings, on and on and on. Those are important, very important. And that's the basics that you must have, but that alone would not make you successful. You need the soft leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And that's where the negotiation, influence, uh, inspiration, servant leadership, and all those other leadership skills uh, come into play negotiation, conflict resolution, on and on. So you need a combination of those, and those are didactic, uh, some of those are didactic training, and you need to have that. Mm -hmm. In my journey, I got the leadership training through, uh, which was ACPE at that time, mm -hmm. American College of Physician Executives, and now it is the AAPL. Uh, so I got my certification in physician executive through AAPL. And this was about 20 years ago. I did follow that with a master's in medical management from USC. So those were good didactic trainings. Mm -hmm. But that alone was not enough. I had to go back and at work do projects and get experiential leadership. So some of that started with committee memberships on medical staff. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, department chairmanship. And then I became a chief medical officer. So taking different responsibilities, incremental responsibilities to further develop and use the knowledge that I had. And I think over time, uh, as you make mistakes and as you go through experiences, you become better as a leader and uh, can make uh, greater uh, contributions. So for physicians, getting that training is very important. Mm -hmm. Taking opportunities to uh, take Step responsibilities, and, yep, uh, even on committees, mm -hmm. even at medical executive level, if you're on the ambulatory setting, department level, different committees on the ambulatory group side, and then get into gradually higher roles. And I think uh, being assertive, being aggressive about grabbing those, those opportunities mm -hmm. and staying a student of leadership, mm -hmm. because there is no point where you can say you know it all. There is always new information emerging and you are always fine tuning your skills. That's that uh, Zen mind, beginner's mind, right? Always yes. thinking like a beginner, yes. then you're... Asking questions and being open. Yes. I guess. Yep. Yes. Yes. Where do you fall on? Did you have a Did you have a good mentor throughout this, or several mentors? And you know, where do you fall on mentoring and coaching and things of that nature? In addition to the didactic training, the stepping in and taking on projects and the that, soft skills. That's a great question. Having a mentor or a coach, I think, is uh, a gift. 
uh, I have had good mentors uh, in my life, uh, and I've been very blessed over the years to have different mentors at different stages. Mm -hmm. Currently, I have one that I'm really blessed and benefiting from. I've also been very proactive in always having an executive coach for myself. So I just finished a session, a six-month session about me, mm -hmm. and I had some new ahas that currently I'm working on, and that's making a huge difference in my leadership uh, ability. Uh, Sutter Health, uh, our organization, we also have our own university, Sutter Health University. And through that, we offer multiple leadership development uh, mm -hmm. classes. And I've been fortunate to have access to those as well. So coaching and mentoring and uh, the, the ongoing education, I think, together makes a big difference. Just just uh, for way of definition, because I find that sometimes if, if people haven't had coaching, they don't really understand exactly what it is. In your words, how would you describe the value that you get from your executive coach? I think with the executive coach, it is like having a shrink. But uh, I would go in, talk about s some difficult situations that I would have. Mm -hmm. And out of that, the coach usually would ask uh, questions to me, and as opposed to giving me answers and fixing those for me, through the questions that he or she would ask, I would come up with my own answers. But as I'm doing it, I get a better insight mm -hmm. into the problems. And I think what uh, helps is usually a pattern comes out because similar situation, you end up in similar places mm -hmm. because your re reactions are similar. So through that pattern identification, then you would come up with what can you do to change that. And that makes, that would, that makes me hopefully a better leader. And uh, when something goes wrong, I'm very introspective. I can blame others, but I try not to because even if I was right and the other person was making the mistake or they were wrong, I can't control them, I can only control me. So how do I react differently or manage the situation differently mm -hmm. to come out uh, in a better place? So being introspective and trying to work on me as opposed to trying to change others has been very helpful. And I think coaching gets you that insight yeah. into your strengths, but also your opportunities. Yeah, terrific. Um, any final advice? This has been just so enlightening. Uh, everything yeah. from the vision board to the celebrating mistakes and the path that you've suggested, you know, all these great tangible things that physicians can do. Any final thoughts or advice uh, before we finish our interview today, Dr. Buckley? My advice to the physicians is go into leadership roles, transform healthcare, create the future. This is a very critical time in healthcare. The costs are getting out of hand. The quality is not as good as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Patient satisfaction is at its lowest. Physicians are burning out. So through all these difficult situations, physician leaders can bring out solutions and transform healthcare improve physician satisfaction, and for that matter, the cl all clinician satisfaction, improve patient outcomes, patient satisfaction, improve financial situations of healthcare organizations, overall healthcare cost for our country, and improve the health of our patients and our communities. So make a real difference in the world. 
This is the worthwhile cause. Mm -hmm. And physicians being clinicians, they know the clinical side. And if they have the leadership skill, the combination together would create two plus two equals 22. Mm -hmm. And it will create the magic that I'm talking about. Terrific. Great thoughts. And I can't thank you enough for taking some time to be with us today on Sound Practice. Dr. Gokley, thanks very much. As I said, it's a privilege. Thank you. Nice job, Tothi. You teased out some great wisdom out of Dr. Gokley. Well, thank you, my friend. I liked his perspective on leadership so much. And it was such an enjoyable conversation. I, I, I truly did enjoy that. Uh, it's clear that Dr. Gokley is being honest about him self uh, being mm. a student of leadership. Don't you think he's very focused on continuous learning? Oh, absolutely. Well, Tothi, that wraps up this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please tell your colleagues and please subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, and thanks for the reminder to subscribe, Mike. Um, I'd also like to remind listeners to please review the podcast. We know everyone's very busy, but we need reviews. So you can give us a star rating or write a short review right from within your podcast app. Look, Tothi, I am definitely no tech expert, but even I can do this. Here's what you do. Just open up your podcast app. I use Apple. Open Sound Practice from the library of podcasts you subscribe to. When you do that, you see a list of all the episodes that are available or that you've downloaded. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll see where you can write a review or rate us. That is easy peasy, Mike. So let's hope a few folks take just two minutes, actually less, to give us a review. It really helps us out. If people prefer, they can give us feedback directly at feedback at soundpracticepodcast.com. Yep. So thanks for listening. And we'll hope, we hope you'll listen to the next episode of Sound Practice. If you subscribe, it will just appear like magic in your feed. And don't forget, we release a new episode every other Wednesday. Bada bing, bada bada bing, bada You've been listening to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders. Check out the show notes for this episode at soundpracticepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. Email us at info at soundpracticepodcast.com. Subscribe to Sound Practice wherever you listen to podcasts so you can automatically receive our episodes. And please rate us and comment on the podcast in iTunes and Google Play. Sound Practice is presented and produced by the team at American Association for Physician Leadership. We are the world's premier organization for all aspects of physician leadership in every sector of healthcare. Learn more at physicianleaders.org. Had his holy cow, that man and Robin went to Kapow.